1: Watch the news and the anchors to tell us what was going on. Paul and Jordana and DJ, thank you for joining us on a Wednesday. Hope your day is going well. Uh, Things have changed. And it's, it's fascinating to me, Jordana, how things have shifted. You know, people still watch Fox News. They still watch CNN for information, although it's usually, you know, talking heads. Or theater. It's mm-hmm. usually theater. It's panel discussions. I thank you for your opinion. I don't really care. Just give me the news. What's new? Mm-hmm. Has the world blown up? What should I know? It's fascinating to me that with what's happening with Russia threatening Ukraine, surrounding you know literally three sides of Ukraine, hundred fifty thousand troops, missiles, tanks. Uh, much of the information that we are relying on is coming from social media. Russians posting photos and videos on Twitter and TikTok, like this one.
0: When we'll attack, one
1: word.
0: We don't choose Vodka.
2: I have no idea what he said. <laughs> Can you
0: translate? <laughs> no, I have no idea.
1: But if you go Is on, it a soldier talking? No, these are citizens, and they're posting videos of, of trains carrying armament, missiles, tanks, jeeps. They don't call them jeeps, obviously. But it's fascinating to me. And in many cases, military analysts and even the CIA, the Defense Department, yeah. relying on on some of these videos ground truth of course you know we have a lot of assets things that they don't reveal but it's fascinating mm-hmm. to me that now some of the information is coming boots on the ground in the form of citizen journalists who are videotaping these trains and convoys posting them on social media and you know it's harder for the russians to say oh, we're withdrawing troops now yeah We're withdrawing when, in fact, we see more troops heading to the border. And we can verify that with video from Russian citizens, which I just Mm -hmm. find fascinating. It's a brave new world.
2: Yeah, it's sort of like the Arab Spring when uh, the Internet was showing us or or showing young uh, Arab youth fighting back against uh, regimes that they found unfair or autocratic. That's what the world needs i mean that 's the beauty of the internet that is the the good part of the internet where people can show their truths provided that the video's not doctored or it 's not a deep fake or it 's not right. propaganda i mean that 's what it 's for if you can shoot you know even live video of, of horrific crimes of authoritarians or whomever put committing horrific crimes against regular citizens. That, sh- that is our truth and that should be shown. And if people are using TikTok to get that message across and it's the truth, the more truth, the better. We want to see it. You know, my kids, look, they're teenagers. It's not like they're watching news and we talk a lot in my house just because of who their mother is about um, credible sources and where to get news, but they see a lot of this stuff come across TikTok and Instagram and they will ask me about it hey mom what do you know about this what do you know is this real is this real they know better than you know than to just ingest, um, ingest all of it and not question it but boy um these citizen journalists are doing a service if you know it's not a hundred percent showing both sides of of whatever is happening at least it's getting information out there so people who are, or, are viewing it can use critical thinking skills and say hey what's really going on here or delve deeper or understand a situation better i love seeing videos like those and i applaud the people because i imagine in russia if you post that on tiktok you could get in a lot of trouble
1: I don't know that that's that's what I, has me scratching my head, because, yeah, if you look, there are thousands of these videos and maybe some of them are fakes. And hopefully our intelligence agencies, mm-hmm. uh, the folks in the Defense Department who are tracking this stuff, know what's real from what's fake. And and speaking mm-hmm. of intelligence, I've noticed this time around the administration and the Defense Department is releasing information about what russia is up to a couple of days ago um, apparently officials had some intelligence that russia might fabricate a pretext for an invasion a false flag operation so in other words go in wreak havoc blow a few things up in the eastern ukraine and then the russians would say hey see you know they need us we need to go in and restore order and mm. in the past, we would have kept that quiet. Now, the administration is releasing that information, kind of calling Russia's bluff and saying, you know what? You may think it's a secret what you're up to. It's not. We know what you're up to, and we're going to publish it. And so far, it's it's had a restraining effect on Putin. Mm. We'll see if they go in. I don't think anybody knows. I'm not sure Putin knows. But um, all I know is this, in March, it gets much harder to launch an attack because the ground gets muddy soggy as things warm up as the ground falls out suddenly uh those tanks would become almost impossible uh to remove from ukraine if they go in hopefully they don't but yeah it's interesting how things are changing uh with social media and video and citizen journalism stuff we didn't have um even you know during operation desert storm and, and right. some of the recent conflicts. But now we get a lot of different points of view that we didn't get before.
2: Hmm. I like what you said. Uh, these, the truth is having a restraining effect on Putin. Maybe. Often, Paul, I'm quoting you back to yourself because oh. that was profound. The truth often has a restraining effect on dictators or unfairness or unjust situations around the world. The truth is very powerful.
1: It is, as we're going to find out on this next segment, right?
2: Yes. Um, yesterday, Prince Andrew, yes, the royal, or I, they probably excommunicated him by now, but uh, reached a settlement in a civil sexual assault case uh, sexual uh, for sexually assaulting on three separate occasions a woman when she was 17. I will speak with Brooke Morath. Brooke was featured in the podcast that I did inside the news investigating rape and a series that we did with the Star Tribune. She is... Um, A a survivor, a rape survivor, and an advocate. She is an advocate for victims' rights. I want to know what she thinks about this settlement. You'll hear from Brooke Morath next. Yesterday, Prince Andrew, the royal Prince Andrew, reached a settlement in a civil sexual assault case. Over the summer, Virginia Goffrey sued the prince accusing him of sexually assaulting her on three different occasions when she was under age. She was only 17. One of those instances was on, she says, was on Jeffrey Epstein's private island. Now, Prince Andrew has repeatedly denied responsibility. By the way, the Queen has distanced herself from Prince Andrew. Uh, Now, he has agreed to make a, quote, substantial donation to Giffrey's charity in support of victims' rights. He's acknowledged her as an established victim of abuse. Of course, he didn't admit guilt, but he claims he, he, she is an established victim of abuse who suffered because of unfair public attacks, but he is not admitting that he assaulted her. Her lawyer, of course, says, "Look, this whole situation speaks for himself." But it is a, you know, a settlement in a civil sexual assault case. It got me wondering how victims of sexual assault feel about these settlements and if that is true justice, Brooke Morath is the subject. Of one of my podcasts. She has since become a friend. She is a confidant of mine. When I have sensitive topics that are involving victims' rights, I often go to Brooke, as I did this morning. Uh, She is now a a graduate of the University of Minnesota. She is a research tech with the Mayo Clinic, has a master's degree in public health policy and ethics, and she is a victim advocate. And if you remember the backstory, Brooke was raped uh, on the university campus by a stranger. She was pushed down in the snow, raped violently uh, next to her car as she was going to pick up a friend from the airport. And the Minneapolis police bungled her case and did not find her rapist, even though there were some leads. Her rapist was eventually arrested just a few years ago, and uh, Brooke is joining us now to talk about that sense of justice and the Prince Andrew case. So, Brooke, I'm so happy to have you back on the show, sweetie. I'm always happy to to be invited, especially for these more nuanced, challenging topics
3: like you mentioned.
2: And and this one is, it, it's not, I mean, your situation, I mean, you went through hell. You went through hell years and years of not knowing what, if your rapist was ever going to be found, years of bungled opportunities. But finally, you you did receive justice. You know, a guy from Ham Lake was arrested in your rape. I mean, when he was arrested and booked, did you feel a sense of complete justice?
3: I don't know that there's, that complete justice is, is attainable, uh, but I, I will say that I felt justice to the best of uh, whether it's the, the investigators who took over the case uh, and the prosecution, I think to the best of their ability, justice was absolutely served in my experience.
2: Mm-hmm. And I know it can never be complete because of what your rapist took from you. And I, I I totally understand that. I hope I didn't ask the wrong question there. So I appreciate your nuanced answer. Um, I, I know that you've been following this Prince Andrew case. Uh, they reached a civil, uh, a civil sexual assault settlement. What did you think when you heard that, you know, he's making a donation and not admitting guilt? What is your reaction to that?
3: I guess. I have multiple reactions from different perspectives. Um, it's it's easy, to, I feel, to be frustrated um, when there's not admissions of guilt. However, it's I think it's very important to remember that it is a civil case and not criminal. And um, the expectation or hope that there would be a formal admission of guilt was just, it was never an outcome that could be expected. So I think, yeah. but it, it that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that of course it's frustrating, especially with this degree of uh, suspected perpetration and just how far it goes. You know, I I think we all share that desire to see accountability and uh, the establishment of guilt on a more formal level. So I am, I I do, I do understand that. Um, But I also think it's from, from a victim perspective, I, I don't think (laughs) my, my personal opinions on the case, I think ultimately, don't matter. I think I think what matters is what what Virginia's opinion and, and outlook is on on the on the matter. And if she feels a sense of justice, then I feel that that is what matters. That is the threshold.
2: Mm-hmm. That's fair.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey. Brooke, this is Paul. Thank, thank you again for, for coming on. And I, I admire you, your, your courage, um, your ability to uh, take, the, you know, a really awful experience and turn it into a positive and inspire other people uh, to stand up and make their voices heard. I, I'm just curious, are things getting better? And specifically with social media, you know, we decry cancel culture. Other people say it's not cancel culture; it's accountability culture. Between what's happening on social media, I mean, look at—I mean, Jeff Zucker, the, the mm-hmm. top guy at NBC. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew Cuomo, Chris Cuomo. I mean, powerful people with money, and and they're having to come to terms with their behavior. It doesn't matter how much money. Um, I, it, to me, it's shining a light. Stuff that might have happened in the darkness 20 years ago, it's harder to get away with stuff today than it was. And it's. I <laughs> hope it's easier to have true accountability that if you are the victim, that uh, you know there can, in fact, be justice. Do you think we're heading in the right direction or not?
3: I personally feel as though we are. Uh, it can be... <laughs> difficult to gauge i think especially with social media as you were saying and there's a lot of thought terminating cliches being tossed around but i i do think the trajectory is positive um
1: well, that's encouraging
3: it's tough to yeah, say and, and i, I think uh, also yeah. the I, I think it's also the, we can fall easily into the trap of thinking because of all the publicity and and accessibility to these stories that we're no longer in the dark but again we only know so much you know we don't know all the details of what goes on behind the scenes and whatnot so i think mm. quick to we're a bit quick to, to formulate opinions and and judge mm-hmm. you know how dire or hopeful the situation is and but nonetheless i, I do believe we're headed in the right direction
2: okay Brooke, share with us a little bit about your advocacy work. I know we spoke a few weeks ago when um, I spoke to somebody about a task force that was talking to police about the carjackings that were happening in Minneapolis and the suburbs. And, and I, you're involved in that. So tell us a little bit about your advocacy work and what you're up to now.
3: I don't have any a formal advocacy position, but I do serve in my free time on the Minnesota Sentencing Guidelines Commission. I, I assume that's mm-hmm. what you're referencing. And yes. so mm-hmm. that, that's just providing providing a a voice um, for victims in determining the um, different guidelines and whatnot when it comes to felony sentencing and, and advising the legislature and whatnot. And the current uh, issue that you referenced is on the mm-hmm. custody status point
2: are they listening? Is the legislature listening to the task force? Do you and, and it's sort of a two part question. Also, I know MPD has had its share of problems lately. But since uh, we did deny justice, and since we did the series on how they, you know, prosecute and investigate rape, do you feel that they have taken the work seriously? And is it getting better for victims of violent crimes?
3: I think it's a bit difficult for me to speak for me, the legislature specifically, but I can say the work that I've done um, more on an individual level, that's that's really my favorite uh, hmm. area to work within is just that one-on-one uh, with local partnerships and whatnot. But so through those uh, more community-based initiatives and whatnot, I've seen a lot of truly compassionate individuals uh, and leaders who are making not just saying that they want to reform, but, but enacting Hmm. effective policies and and procedures. So again, (laughs) it's, I think trying to gauge based upon the greater narratives and discussions can be a little bit misleading. And when you really look at the, on the more local levels, I, I, I see very promising efforts. Uh, now that's just one one person's experience, but I'm I'm hopeful. That's
1: uh, we appreciate that, and and we feed off your hope and optimism, Brooke Morath. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us today. We we wish you nothing but uh, the best going forward. So thank thanks you, for Brooke. coming on.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me back. You bet. You got it.
2: Yeah, she, she her story is so inspiring, and the fact that she is continuing to work in advocacy and work one on one with victims, you know, stay in that space of, uh, you know, of, of being violated and helping others through it. It takes an enormous amount yeah. of compassion to do the work that she does, and she is extraordinary.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'm sick of. Uh, we're gonna shift gears, take a deep breath, and do something fun. <laughs> it's gonna be fun for Good. me. I don't think it's going to be fun for DJ or Jordana. Uh-oh. One of them will lose. And, oh, and no. I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of losing at these quizzes. It's just. It's like a hobby. What do you do? Well, I, I get a lot of these quizzes wrong on CCO. We're gonna see yeah, how well bad. they do. But I know I am. I yeah. Big time. <laughs> when we come back, snowboard slang. Both Jor and DJ like to snowboard. We'll see who has the slang down best when we come back on CCO. Now with the
4: MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
1: what 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 so this is a combination quiz and words snowboarding slang which you guys should ace because you're both
2: see i'm not that cool though dj's cool i'm not really cool
1: well look (laughs) any any woman who's well into their 40s who who learns how to snowboard in their mid-40s
2: that's the definition of cool
1: to me if you start snowboarding at 45 and not N. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty amazing.
4: <laughs>
2: okay, I'll take it.
4: No, <laughs> well, you guys both think I'm cool. That so with nice. my mom, that makes three people that think <laughs> yeah. I'm cool. So, <laughs> hey,
1: take the
4: compliment <laughs> while <laughs> you can,
2: right? For <laughs> now, your kids. Just wait till they yeah, turn twelve. That's true. <laughs> yeah, then it's done. Yeah.
1: Okay. So here are the rules. Okay. Six six questions, three apiece, multiple choice. Mm-hmm. Please wait until I read all of the answers. <laughs> okay. Potential answers. And then good luck. Go with God. Um, May the best person, the best, most prolific, most intelligent snowboarder win. Here we go. Question number one for Jordana. Okay. Another name for a jump. Again, we're talking snowboarding here. Another name for a jump is A, a pop, B, a trick, C, a kicker. Oh,
2: God. Ah um, uh, God, I don't know the answer. Um, I'm going to say a pop.
1: DJ, you know this one? Yeah, it's a kicker. It's a kicker, yeah.
2: Of course. I definitely would not have guessed that. Yeah, nope. Don't go over jumps. It's a kicker. Nope, Borders, nope, Just happy if I don't yeah, fall down. That's, that's smart,
1: yes. Please avoid the jumps. Borders kick <laughs> yes. in the air to perform a trick before landing back on the snow. If you're kicking... You're getting air, getting some serious oh, air time, okay. right, there DJ? There you go. That's right, you Paul. Go. That's right. All right. Okay, DJ. Mm-hmm. When you're on your board and you bail, you have officially, A, wiped out, B, left the slopes before your friends did, <laughs> C, got air but didn't do a trick.
4: Uh, uh, no, that would be, uh, A, if you bail, you
1: wipe out. That is correct. Yeah, I know. You are yes. correct. <laughs> on the slopes, a bail means you fell on your board and wiped yep. out big yep. time. Yeah,
2: Boy, I As, bail a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jory, you can still, come on, you can still claw back. Right, You're not out me. of this. You're not out hit of me. this. me. Uh, slang for fresh snow. What is slang, snowboard slang for fresh snow? A, frosted flakes. B, pow. Or C, oatmeal high.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Pow. It's (laughs) pow. You are. (laughs) I thought he was going to throw some cocaine in there. I was getting a little worried. <laughs> I,
1: th- I, th- I thought you'd go for
4: frosted flakes. I like that. Well, it's
2: pow. Did you shred- powder pow? Did you
4: shred it's some powerful. pow this morning, Jordan?
2: Let me tell you, the pow. Well, I'll tell you, I had a hard day. My steroids are kicking in hard, so I haven't slept in in over two days. So I'm. Oh I had a hard God. morning. I took one run, and it was challenging. But it's snowing on top of the mountain oh, today, oh, and yes. my husband was loving it. <laughs> it's all fresh powder. It's great for the borders because mm-hmm. we appreciate that because we can push oh, yeah. in, mm-hmm. and it just you feel so safe. You can go fast. You just, you, I don't know. You just feel a lot safer when there's fresh powder, and it's still snowing outside mm. now. So tomorrow's going to be amazing. So oh, um, I hope I feel a little bit better so awesome. I can go. I can go more. But yeah, we got some fresh pow today.
1: Shred some pow. Woo. Yes. Okay. All right, DJ. This yep. is for you. Okay. Well done, Joram. Well done. What are lifties? What's a <laughs> lifty? Okay. Is it slang <laughs> for people who operate ski lifts? Mm-hmm. B obstacles you jump over or c crude term for push-up bras
4: (laughs) (laughs) what's a lifty (laughs) good try but that would be that would be a and i think like last week it was like celebrate your lifty day and you're supposed to do something Hmm. nice to your lift operators that would be a
1: exactly
4: you are correct have you
2: guys noticed that these are the happiest people in the universe the lifties yeah. As soon yeah. as you get on the lift, they're like, have a great day. How are you guys doing today? You good? Everyone good? Oh, you're going to have a great time out there. But, they are the happy. I don't yeah, know if they're all high, but they're the happiest people. Oh, the they're
4: definitely high. When I was snowboarding in San Diego last week, <laughs> yuck, you could smell it. Getting off. This is really? old guy with a cowboy hat and a boombox out there, and he was jamming, and you could smell <laughs> but it. Yes. Do they mind
1: being called lifties? No, it, no, it's no not that's derogatory. No, 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 no. Okay. That's what they are. They're all lifties. Right, like a carny. Yeah, you want to be a liftie. Yeah. Carny.
2: <laughs> i want to be I think I want to be a lifty yeah.
1: not a bad gig, all right, Joe. here you go. You're still in this. It's two to one for d j mm-hmm. when you're snowboarding to your fullest potential on difficult or challenging terrain, you are a superboarding, b shredding,
2: <laughs> c carving, oh, well. Gee, I feel like it could be, you could be either carving or shredding. I would say you're shredding because you're shredding it up. Like carving is just kind of you're going on your edges. I would say shredding.
1: You are right correct.
2: To, yeah, yeah, okay, there yeah, you go. Absolutely. Oh, photo yeah.
1: finish. It's two to two. All right. uh DJ, you can pull ahead. Okay. The term zeech. Z-E-E-C-H. Oh, zeech or Zeechy. Z-e-ch. Refers to A. An allergic reaction triggered by seeing your ex on the slopes. <laughs> oh, okay. B, landing a trick well. Or C, Zichi or zech refers to a failure to commit to a trick, usually on a rail.
4: Oh, I don't uh, I, I don't know this one, to be honest. It's not whatever the first mumbo jumbo you said was mm-hmm. nothing Zichi. about your ex. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with C. The failure to commit
1: when you're heading onto a rail is correct. Look at that. It, it's slang for
4: that
2: was too technical for him to make if up. It,
1: if it was yes, Zeechi, exactly. it, it it look. I tried. It wasn't all that great, but I tried. So
2: well done, DJ. Yeah. See DJs with the hip crowd, but I'm, you know, old lady out there the just kid. doing my best to stay alive.
1: That's good. Just remain upright. That's that's huge. Forget the tricks. Your I trick know. is getting to the I bottom know. of the slopes intact. Okay?
2: Exactly. <laughs> That's trick. Not breaking well done, anything DJ. on the way down. You
1: nothing but my admiration. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, DJ, it is nice out here. And I'll tell my friend to open her home to you if you want to take a trip out here.
4: Yeah, okay, sounds good. I'll come uh, shred, <laughs> yeah. some, shred some pow. I promise I won't. There you go. Or shred whatever. some
2: pow. know.
4: zici. You say the E at the end? Zeech. i don't think so i don't think so either I don't
2: think so. <laughs> we have to ask somebody cooler than all of us you guys yes. that was fun good job on that quiz paul that was fun, yeah, that was fun. hey when we were when we return mike max is going to be joining us uh, u.s men's hockey team was 47.3 seconds away from making it to the semifinals no spoilers here mike max is next Mike Max
1: Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate. Maxie, I can't wait. We can't wait to talk about the Twins to have the games on our air here on CCO. Uh, Today would have been the date pitchers and catchers reported to spring training in Fort Myers. Do we have any sense? Are are the talks on track here with this this, uh,
5: lockout? They're not on track, but I wouldn't say they're off track, meaning I, I think they could they, they they could get to a place pretty quickly, uh but they need a deadline. They need something that says if we don't uh, if you don't get it done by now, then we're going to miss the first week of the season. Something like that that'll get their attention. They can get there if they want. They just uh, uh, it's the it's the dancing around. It's the yeah. you know all the stuff that goes into it. They're typical negotiations, and everybody says, why don't they just get it done right now? We we're talking to Harry Steinbach about this last week because he was a, a union rep when he played, and he said, you know, he remembered being in this situation where he's going, well, why don't they do anything? Well, let's go, let's go, let's go. And and uh, Donald Fear was the head of the the players' union at that time. He says. Uh, just stay calm. When they want to get it done, we'll get it done. And then and then it happened mm-hmm. in about 24 hours once they decided to meet and get serious about it, and they haven't gotten to that point yet. Well, it's about Ugh. time.
2: Yeah, it's about time. It's Come right, on, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah, let's go, right? We're ready for some baseball. This winter's been hard well, yeah, and, and, and long. I mean, the spring so trainings have been missed by a lot of fans, you know, the last couple of yes. years.
5: COVID everything yes. else. And uh, spring training's a, a jewel to many. And uh, So fun. Uh, yeah, and it's just one of those things that you want to experience or have an option to experience. And, of course... Uh, uh, the Twins have done a you know, wonderful job of building that complex down there, Hammond Stadium, and all the amenities that they've put into that thing. It's, uh, you know, it's just um, it's such a big piece of this uh, baseball culture up here that people travel down there to see the games, and I hope that they mm-hmm. can get it back and feel normal here. But first, they got to get a deal. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little winter hockey. U.S. men's team was, I, I, David wrote, 47.3 seconds away from making it to the semifinals. But alas, it was not to be.
5: Yeah, to overtime and then into um, mm-hmm. uh, a shootout eventually. Slovakia wins it, knocks them out. So that's that's a tough one. Um, uh, especially to be that close, and they, and they put this group of uh, college kids together late in the game, of course, with the NHL bowed out, but, uh, uh, you know, several Gophers will come back home. They play Penn State this weekend talking to Bob Mosko earlier today, the, the Gopher head coach, and he said, you know, these are he'd been in that world competition. He says, we just going to let our kids breathe a little bit, because you really do get cranked up to play for your country, and, and, and you expected to win today. You expected that you'd have a chance, and uh, I didn't know this. This is an interesting side you note. Know, Matthew Nyes, who plays for the Gophers, came here from Arizona, of places. Uh, they lost to Slovakia today, and his parents are yeah. both uh, first-generation immigrants from Slovakia, so it, it had to be an wow. interesting watch for them today.
1: Oof. That's a great story. Maxi. what else are you tracking? We have about a minute left.
5: Well, Kevin O'Connell, uh, the, pre- uh, the, the press release came out from the Vikings. It's now officially official, so we can officially talk about the official new head coach to the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings. Okay. Uh, anyway, he hmm. will come tomorrow. Uh, you know, the only thing left was when's the press conference. Well, now we know it's tomorrow at 4 p.m. He okay. will right. uh, address the media, so we'll get to know him tomorrow. Be out there for that. Uh, Tubby Smith, the former uh, Gopher coach, is retiring from High Point University. His alma mater. Uh, he's coached, uh, uh, you know, since he left the Gophers. He went down to uh, uh, he went to Texas Tech, Memphis, and now High Point. So he's had three stops since. But he got COVID twice, and the second time he missed a lot of time. And he's seventy years old. So he said, uh, "I'll turn it over to my son here while the season's still going, and see if he can get the job." Gigi, uh, and he's going to retire from uh, step away from basketball ball. So that's kind of an interesting uh, note because he's been doing it so long.
1: Wow. Okay.
2: And you filled in, so no show tonight, but thanks, Mikey. We'll be watching yeah, on Wolf's TV. Tonight, uh, so we'll tonight, so we'll have that mm-hmm. uh, 6.30 pregame.
1: Thanks, Mikey. You, got it. you got it.
2: Have an awesome day. Hey. When we return... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Sure. Can we change things up? Sure. America- Americans less likely to have sex, partner up, and get married than ever. Some downright... Oh, terrif- no terrifying statistics and it's not just the pandemic it seems to be a long-term trend that and commuting times have gone down the good and the bad next
0: baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand